It's a country that stepped into the unknown, Cuba without a Castro. 1959, the Cuban revolutionary and politician took over as prime minister. In 76, he awarded himself the title of president of the largest Caribbean island. is sometimes strange. There are two presidents, one president of the Communist Party, the other of the nation. When his health began to fail, Fidel turned the leadership of both over to his brother, Raul. He died in 2016, and now Raul has retired. But when he took over, Raul was more pragmatic, less ideological. The country needed cash. Communism isn't the most efficient form of government. He opened up tourism, He allowed house churches and church buildings to reopen. Outside dollars began to flow in. What Raul didn't know was his moves would become a Kickstarter for spiritual revival. We don't know the future without a Castro. We do know the gospel keeps growing. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're launching a new series this week called Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. In North America, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I know some states and provinces have rising cases of COVID, but as vaccines continue to roll out, overall numbers are dramatically coming down. But in Cuba, it's June 2020. Let that sink in. Scarcity, quarantines, church closures with no light at the end of their tunnel. In Cuba, the deepest fears they've experienced over the past year are deeper and not even close to going away. Where is Christ in Cuba's pandemic? How is the church thriving in so much hardship? And how is El Faro de Redención playing a role as the dark days drag on in Cuba's pandemic? I want to welcome to the program a friend and colleague in ministry. He's our Spanish director, and he's the speaker on our Spanish program, El Faro. Dan Warren, or Daniel Warren, Welcome back to the program. Muchas gracias, Carlos. Thank you. It's great to be back here with you. (laughs) Now you're showing me up, but of course I would expect you to. You're fluent in Spanish. (laughs) Just as we get started and we're going to be talking about Cuba, just tell us, for those who don't know you, a little bit of your own background. Sure, Charles. I grew up on the mission field uh, in Mexico, where I met my wife, uh, Mariana, who is from northern Mexico as well. And that's where I learned Spanish. So I am uh, not someone who ever expected to be a Spanish speaker on a radio program. Uh, Some people look at me twice when I tell them that that I speak Spanish because I'm white. And in Mexico, I was uh, a gringo for sure. But uh, it is a wonderful thing to be involved with. And I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing through El Faro uh, in Cuba and also well beyond Cuba in the Spanish-speaking world. And I should mention that uh, when you were in the last days, years of going to seminary, you became my assistant on the English program, and we did a lot of traveling together, Mm -hmm. and it was just a natural thing that uh, you graduated from seminary as we were launching El Fado. And you were, of course, the person that the Lord wanted to be the speaker as we got underway. Well, Dan, as this program goes on, uh, we're going to be joined in a few minutes by our on-site producer in Havana, uh, Yamil. 
And uh, we're going to get to talk more about these hardships that we've mentioned that are going on right now. So stay with me. We'll be back soon together. Mm -hmm. Now, as we start this new week together, I want to challenge you to become a missionary to Cuba. Partner with us to share Christ in the country with the greatest revival underway in the Western Hemisphere. We have a $20,000 challenge available this week. Even as I give that number, more is coming in the door. After the program, would you call and take part in this challenge? Out of what the Lord has given you, maybe you can send $50, $500, even $5,000. Call us after the program and match part of this challenge. Our number is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website and watch the new video we posted, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's open the program with a Christian worship song from Cuba. Oh yeah, yo tengo un amigo que me ama, que nunca me ha dejado, que nunca me ha Listening to Haven today and a program called Christ in Cuba's Pandemic. I'm Charles Morris, and back with me is our Spanish speaker, uh, Dan Warren. Dan, what did we just hear? That was I J un buen amigo. Some of you probably recognize that as I found a friend in Jesus, and that was from our friend and Cuban saxophone player Yuri Perez Suarez. Mm. Uh, when we went on the air. I mentioned there is no Castro in leadership for the first time since 1959. 
that's, I could add it up, but I think about 75 years. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. also talked about the recent economic problems going on there. And we're going to go to Havana, too, and our producer who is on site. Dan, tell us a little bit about what's going on. Sure, Charles. Uh, It is a difficult time in Cuba right now. Um, I like to say that, you know, an already squeezed economy has been squeezed even tighter. Uh, official, you know, numbers coming out of the, the Cuban government is that the economy shrunk 11% over 2020. Uh, if you can imagine what was already a, a difficult situation has become even more difficult. You have uh, someone who's more than uh, a political leader, but really an icon in the eyes of of many in Cuba has stepped down. Of course, different people have different opinions about, uh, about that. He has stepped down as the leader of the Communist Party. Economically speaking, things are going through an incredibly difficult time with uh, inflation. I know that uh, some of my friends in Cuba have told me that the the gas that they use to cook over um, gas for their kitchens uh, has gone up by something like 500%, if you can imagine. So this is the inflation that maybe we've heard of in Venezuela or in the past in, in parts of the Soviet Union. Uh, this is a really difficult time right now in Cuba. Uh, so the political changes, the economic turmoil, also a lot of this really sparked by the pandemic and the way Cuba responded really quickly to shutting down the borders to keep the virus at bay. But now needing the tourist dollars has opened back up and they're seeing cases uh, really on the rise right now um, to proportions they haven't seen before. Something like 700 cases a day right now in Havana. Uh, tens of deaths uh, instead of the occasional death uh, daily. It's really a difficult time. I really think uh, you said it right earlier. It's as if Cuba is frozen in time. It's like it's June 2020. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Uh, Cuba is really seeing no end in sight for hardship right now. And just to put this a little more in perspective, because many of our listeners don't use cooking gas like everyone in Cuba uses, uh, but the price of rice, the price of beans. You just can't go out to a neighborhood market and buy a chicken or buy pork. It's hard to come by. No. For example, a friend of mine who uh, serves a a seminary uh, in central Cuba was, was standing in line at a store for hours in the hot sun you know, it's so difficult and it's hard to explain. He had received the right ticket to be able to stand in line for the right store to possibly be able to buy essentially vegetable oil to to fry things with. And he made it all the way into the store and was unable to purchase any because there wasn't any. But they hadn't told everyone who had stood in line for hours waiting for this. It, it's just unfathomable. And it's not something we can really um, know by experience ourselves. It's It's really difficult to conceive of how difficult it is just to get daily necessities, especially during a time like this. Mm. Well, with that in mind, let's travel to Havana, and, or Havana, as it's said in, uh, in Cuba. Let's go to our producer on site. Sure, Charles. This is Yamil Dominguez. He's our producer for Cuban content. And we asked him just to share a little bit about his experience right now in Havana in, in the midst of these times. We live in, uh, in the capital of Cuba. Uh, we are also in one of the oldest and most popular neighborhoods in Havana, specifically in Old Havana, Old Havana, Havana Vieja. I can tell you uh, that today is uh, one of the places most affected by the pandemic uh, with high rates of infection per inhabitant 
my wife and I belong to uh, the leadership team in our church, which is located in one of these neighborhoods. At the moment, as in many parts of the world, are not celebrating face-to-face -face, but virtual services to maintain social distances and comply with health regulations imposed by the government. But community works has increased due to the great need that has been generate, uh, generated uh, throughout this year that has passed. Uh, we see many people on the streets uh, making endless line to stock up on the basics, and sometimes it is not uh, it is not is not enough for everyone. Uh, Uh, food has become more expensive and medicine is very scarce. Uh, it is my prayer uh, to the Lord to provide the means and hearts, hearts kindly so that help uh, of this type can reach our people. For us, we ask for uh, a spirit, a spiritual help, strength and encouragement to continue uh, serving through Uh, our program, El Faro de Redención, which is reaching more audience levels, uh, thank, thanks God. Uh, today, more than ever, the Word of God is necessary, alive and effective, a word of encouragement and consolation as the gospel of the, our Lord uh, Jesus Christ uh, brings to all, uh, to all of Cuba and all the world. That was Yamil Dominguez. Thanks, Yamil, for joining us. Uh, we're all praying for you, and I do hope that this series will help us to pray in a more informed way for our neighbors to the south in Cuba. Uh, I want to share with you a testimony from another friend of mine going to another end of the island, to Hibata, historically known as the place where Columbus actually landed in Cuba. Uh, Alexander is a pastor there, but he speaks about honestly, about the frustrations um, that they experience today, but also how the Lord is faithful and how they're involved in ministry, even during these difficult times. Yeah, this time of social distancing has been extremely difficult for us. It's been an experience that we've never lived through, and only by God's grace have we been able to face it. My wife, my daughter, my son-in-law, we were in line for a whole day, a whole day to buy cooking oil. We were in line all day, and we didn't even get to buy any in the end. And of course, I was very unhappy, frustrated, angry even, that I had to deal with this. And I had to deal with that, this that was in my heart. Psalm 42.5 says, Why, my soul, are you so dejected? Why are you in such turmoil? This was exactly what I was going through. Then comes verse 6. Put your hope in God, for I will still praise Him. He is my salvation. He is my God. He is the one who truly gives reason for my life. So I take refuge in what the psalmist writes here and in the experiences of many godly men who have faced situations much worse even than the one we're facing here. And it's a great, it's a great reason for us to go to the psalms and refresh ourselves in the spring of comfort, the spring of encouragement, the spring of hope that there is there in God's word. That was Pastor Alexander telling us about what life is like right now in Cuba, but also giving us hope and uh, sharing hope with his parishioners. Dan Warren, our Spanish director for El Faro de Redención, tell me a little bit more and talk to me about what's happening in the church, too, right now. Well, you know, Charles, there's a lot of changes right now. Obviously, it's a very difficult time in Cuba. There's transitions occurring politically, but 
everyone I speak with in Cuba tells me the same thing. It's business as usual, you know, Castro or no Castro, Christ remains on the throne. Uh, right now, the church is still facing lockdown, so a lot of churches have moved over to new ways of meeting. Um, rather than using Zoom, which isn't really accessible in Cuba um, due to the, the scarcity of internet and resources, a lot of people are using text messaging apps where they may send out three-minute clips of a sermon uh, so that the church can be encouraged at least by a, a small bit of Bible teaching, and then they can share prayer requests with one another. Mm. That's one way the church is responding by... by adapting, you know, to new technology. El Fado really has been able to fill a gap there, which I'm so thankful for. Uh, you know, we're not offering a three-minute clip of Bible teaching. We're able to offer 30 minutes of, of deep teaching focused on Christ, and it's completely free to the listener. They don't have to use up their costly mobile data and get on the internet, which is it's just too cost prohibitive for the average Cuban to spend very long on the internet. So that's one way that El Fado has really been able to minister to the church and come alongside the church during this time. Well, little did we know when we started three Februarys ago, El Fado, on this half-million-watt radio station that covers all of Cuba every night, little did we know COVID was coming. And, uh, and, and we can't go in and do other parts of our ministry right now, can we? But we can do what we started to do and are still doing today. Right. So at the end of 2019, we were so excited to host our first ever uh, preaching conferences, the first preaching conferences of their kind. It, it, this had never been done before, gathering 600 pastors in three locations across Cuba to hear about the message of Christ from all of Scripture. Uh, one Cuban pastor came up to me and put his hand on my shoulder after one of the conferences and said, I've been a pastor for more than two decades, and no one has ever shown me how to look for Jesus in the whole Bible. That's shocking in, in a way, and it's also so encouraging that we're able to start that. Then comes a pandemic, and we can't host our 2020 conferences. But we haven't given up on the mission. We've continued by adapting the way we train pastors. Uh, on El Faro, we have been spending one week every quarter uh, in a series called The Pastoral Ministry. Uh, we've been partnering with a pastor in Havana named Andy Quesada, uh, a young but very wise and, and um eloquent pastor who's able to speak to the issue of pastoral ministry uh, from Scripture, and also bring others onto the program, other pastors in the city, to host discussions about what pastoral ministry looks like in a Cuban context. So we may not be able to host these grand conferences, but a lot of times the Lord changes our plans, and we have to follow His leading on how to continue what He's called us to do. That's what El Fado has been doing um, as we've had to adapt to these new realities. Well, Dan, to all of what you've just said, and what Pastor Alexander shared, and what our in-country producer in Havana shared, I can just say to God, be the glory. Three years in, and how many programs have we broadcasted now? The last number I saw, Charles, was 817 programs and counting, <laughs> um, and that includes nearly 500 testimonies from Cuban Christians. I think it's the biggest bank of Cuban testimonies in the world. It's just a gold mine of, of wisdom from the island that we've been able to share. Uh, and, and I am encouraged every time I hear a new testimony that comes in. It's, it speaks to my heart, and, and I learn mm -hmm. from what we're able to share on El Faro. Well, I'll tell you what. Tomorrow, I want you to preach a little of one of your messages to us, but do it in English, not in Spanish. 
But for now, <laughs> let's pray for Cuba. And Dan Warren, would you just lead us all in prayer uh, for the sake of the gospel uh, and the preaching of the gospel to people in Cuba, even in such hard times? I'd love to, Charles. Father, we thank you uh, for your goodness to Cuba, even in a time that seems incredibly difficult. We know that you are good because we know that you are bringing men and women to yourself um, by the power of your Holy Spirit through the preaching of your gospel. And we thank you for the opportunity to be a part of that. We thank you for everyone listening who will be continuing to be a part of that as they pray for Cuba. Father, we ask that you would bring lasting change to Cuba, change that politics can't bring, change that economies can't bring. We do pray for freedoms, and we do pray for Cuba to be delivered from these lean years of scarcity. But more than that, we pray that the gospel would never be scarce in Cuba, and that men and women would be redeemed from their sins and saved to live a life that brings glory to you, all because of Jesus. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Cada momento quiero estar en tu lado. Cada momento quiero estar en tu lado. Oír tu voz cumpliendo lo que quieres ser para ti. Un amigo fiel y habitar en tu presencia. Es uno de mis sueños, te necesito, oh, 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 Soldado en el campo. 
camino En Cristo somos vencedores victoriosos En mi lugar secreto mi Dios te busco En mi lugar secreto encuentro tu rostro Contigo quiero más de lo que tengo ahora mi Dios Contigo quiero vivir, es sobrenatural yo soy enamorado de Dios, yo soy el hijo de Dios que vive con su palabra para recordarme de lo que soy. Momento de oración, mi ser necesita, momentos de intimidad, mi alma necesita. Y lléname, llévame en este lugar precioso, arrodillado en tu presencia, Dios poderoso. This is Haven Today, and we're calling the program series starting today. Christ in Cuba's pandemic. Dan, we just heard a song with music in Spanish. What did we hear? Cada momento, every moment by Fabricio y Cursi. Mm, thanks so much for joining me. Come back again tomorrow, won't you, Dan? I will, Charles. Thank you so much. Well, borders may be closed to getting into Cuba now, but hearts are still open to Jesus. And as you've just heard from Dan Warren and others, our 500,000-watt radio station is on the air every day, blanketing the entire country with the good news coming from El Faro. Sound Bible teaching, testimonies from inside the country, and Christian music targeted for the Caribbean island. Become a missionary and take part in this $20,000 challenge. Whatever you can send to match this challenge will be used exclusively for ministry to Cuba. You just need to call us right now and make your gift. 50, 500, 1,000, 5,000, the Lord will use it. Just call us now at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or even better, visit our website and watch the new video we've posted from in-country. Our website is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Receive the blessing of the Lord by becoming a missionary to Cuba through El Faro. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll be sharing together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. What does it mean to overcome? It means victory. But there are moments when it seems the world, the worldly powers led by Satan and against God, has won. It seems to triumph when I cling to something other than Jesus. The Bible teaches that the world is not overcome by our perfection. Instead, we triumph over the world by believing that Jesus is the Son of God. Who is it that overcomes the world? 1 John 5 provides the answer. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is both God and man. He's the righteous one, and his death paid the penalty for your sin. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in him alone. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.